Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice, War Dice? I'm Gonzo. <laughs> and I'm John from War Buddies. Sorry, I was kind of getting a little bit there because I was trying to figure out what number we're on. We're on episode nine, by the way. Um, yeah, I was I was like, oh man, I was scrambling while the music was playing. And I was like, oh, what episode are we on? Oh, we're on at War Dice episode nine type thing. So, if you don't know... Um, War Dice is a Warcaster podcast where we talk about all things Warcaster related, whether it is strategy, tactics, tips, or just plain social uh, aspects of the game, which is kind of what our subject is going to be today. Mm -hmm. um, today we're going to be talking about tournament play, going to tournaments, uh, what you should expect, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, so on and so forth. But before we do that, uh, I think you have an announcement, don't you? Yeah, so some something about... A spontaneous choice. So I was convinced to go to Boker Brawl here at the end of April. It is in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And we're going to run a giant siege war machine narrative event. So I'm actually sitting here. I'm building massive wall sections. We're <laughs> going to have siege towers. We're going to have 3D terrain. Uh, I've got some friends who are bringing in between 150 to 200 point armies. And it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be madness is what it's going to be. But... This is a Warcaster podcast. Why are you telling us this, John? Because I cheat. <laughs> <laughs> also, we may know uh, they will have Warcaster events there. Um, so you can go and play some Warcaster uh, games and Warcaster tournament. Um, and this Boker Brawl is run by my good friend, uh, Seth Cohen. Um, puts a lot of hard work into this. Uh, helped him set up a bunch of stuff. He messaged me and was like, hey, how do I do X, Y, Z? And I'm like, here's what you should do, so on and so forth. And he's trying to build it up, um, and he's trying to get more things. And what I'm really enjoying is, um, while there is going to be tournament play for War Machine, tournament play for Warcaster, there's going to be a lot of narrative. F and I put my quotes, I put quotes around this, fun events. And we all know that <laughs> all the games are fun, but this is more of a less, you know, Anxiety-inducing event, the best way to put it. Yeah. Well, if you're not sure what we're talking about with narrative, uh, tune into our previous episode where we spent an hour talking about narrative stuff. <laughs> but because um, also with uh, War Machine uh, and uh, Warcaster and all the cool stuff coming from that, there's been a, a really big push for narrative-style play, um, yeah. and which I think is great because, like I said, uh, Warfare Weekend's going to have a bunch of narrative things to play and we're going to be the ending culmination story of the narrative event for war machine but we'll have other things there but i've i've noticed an uptick on narrative events which i think is really good yeah it's a cool little it's it's a new i won't say new it's a uh previously unexplored i think aspect of the uh the game that i'm excited to see yeah i mean there's there's no reason why things have to be oh i only play narrative i only play competitive or i only play competitive i won't touch narrative play because it you know whatever and go with the thing because i know that you're are you bringing any um watchtowers <laughs> uh i've got three guard towers on the way for the boca bra scenario oh, okay yeah because like those things right there you know everybody was like oh it's competitive you know can't put it in competitive nah put that thing in competitive play I, whatever you want, it's yours. Yeah. I love terrain features that do more than just, oh, it's blocking line of sight type thing, which is a very big thing in Warcaster, uh, the terrain, which is, you know, really pushed over from being the flat, you know, terrain to 3D, 
which is yeah. good. I think that was one of the things that a lot of people were like, I like it because of that terrain feature. So, but, um, so if you're going to Boca Brawl, make sure you go say hi. Go hang out with Seth. Tell him Gonzo said to give me, you know, $1 million, and I'm sure he'll just, you know, port that right over. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. Just, just ask for it. You get it. We do take uh, Venmo. I don't. <laughs> I, I take cold, hard cash, and I must be in pennies delivered <laughs> on my doorstep. No. Um, so with conventions starting up and the next big one being Adepticon, mm-hmm. um, I, like I said, I love to go to gaming conventions. That's one of my favorite pastimes. And I love to play in all type of events, but of course I'm primarily a tournament player. Um, I love narrative stuff for the fun and aspects, but there's something about a tournament that I know that I'm going to expect a certain type of gameplay. I'm going to expect a certain type of things going on, but um, there's a stigma in, I don't know, you know, I, I don't blame people that, you know, tournament play is not the way to play because some people get a little upset with it or they take it too seriously, um, so on and so forth. And and it's, and it's a rightful stereotype. Um, there, you know, there's some truth behind it because some people take the game a bit too serious. (laughs) Um, that's by no means limited to just a Warcaster thing. This is, I think, basically any game board game tabletop game whatever when it gets competitive like there's there's a different atmosphere to it especially when there's uh we, we brought this up when there's competitive and there's money on the line oh god <laughs> um so many times i'll see you know an event that has money on the line and at the end of it there's always this big hoopla of so-and-so cheated or their list was bad or you know all those things i mean you go to a major tournament, and some major tournaments give you $10,000 for winning. And, yeah, people are going to play kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but we're here to talk about how to be a good player, how to prepare for a tournament, how to do things, how, how to be a good ambassador in a tournament setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, really, this should be in any settings you play, but this is we're just going to direct it towards tournament play. Um, I know that you don't do a lot of tournament play. <laughs> Fun fact, I've actually never played in a single wargaming tournament. Yeah. <laughs> which is funny because I've run at least like three. Correct. <laughs> uh, I think we've all started out like that and then we're like, okay, I'm going to play because you go to some other place and you get to play. Yeah. Um, so the one thing about tournament play that I always do and people give me a lot of crap for it uh, is list building. And if you've listened to any of these episodes, you know my lists. It's always like, damn it, Gonzo. Damn it, Gonzo. Why did you? I mean, there's so many times that, like, I think you or other people is like, holy crap. And I'm, I'm still not over that AC list with two cadres. Yeah, uh, it's over there. It's built. I haven't painted it yet. I was going to take it to Adepticon, but I don't have enough time. Um, I'm going to be working on some other stuff. But, um, yeah. That's, I always say, if you're going to be a tournament player, you're going to maximize your strengths and minimize your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And that's how you always, you know, you're, you're building to win. Um, I don't care if it's cheese. I don't care if it's overpowered. I don't care if it's anything. You're building a list to crush your opponent as quickly and effectively as possible with minimum randomness from your side of the table. Right. It's an efficiency game. Yeah. I mean, you can't control dice. 
but you try to control the dice as much as possible with re-rolls, you know, higher stats, whatever. And I'm always looking for that. So I'll build a list and I'm like, oh, well, this model, the same as model A is the same as model B, but model A gives me 0.5% more percent chance of rolling a special ability that's going to wipe something off the board. Yes, it's going to take presence. Does the model look cool? Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. It's going to give me a thing. Luckily, most of the models do look cool. So, you know, that just rounds it out. But yeah, that requires a, a, an impressive amount of knowledge of the game. Correct. You've got to know your ins and outs of everything. The terrain, the scenarios, the dice rolls, what your opponent's army does, asking questions at the table, you know, mm -hmm. looking at things that you've got right there. And then sometimes just going, hmm. AC doesn't care about terrain on most parts. They just walk through it or shoot through it. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how, as a player, looking at a tournament, I'm like, okay, I can ignore this scenario um, terrain because it's not going to matter because either A, all my stuff flies, or B, all my stuff walks through walls. <laughs> and, well, like I said, it is a kind of a jerk move but that is how you have to i mean that's pretty much how you think mm -hmm. um and you build your list like that then you go and you take it to your friends and then if your friend says that's broken you've got a good list um <laughs> or you know holy crap i didn't see that type of combo that you had that's yeah. it's a good sign um and so you then practice with that list and you practice as much as you can. So it comes second nature. So you're not guessing you're not, you know, taking up time because tournaments have to be played on a timed either round or turn or whatever, because the convention has to keep running. And that's a really important thing. Cause like for me playing war machine, I'm a really slow war machine player. That surprises nobody at all. <laughs> and I, the, the one time I thought about getting into a tournament thing, that was my first thought was like, I don't have enough time to rehearse my strategies. Like, cause yeah. I'm, I'm going to clock myself probably in the second turn. Yeah. And that's, that's something that a lot of people have to look into when you play a tournament, you know, cause when you go, someone says, Oh, a tournament's coming up on, you know, Friday or whatever. What are the parameters? Okay. Well, you mm -hmm. got your list build of how many points you can take. Um, if they've given you the scenarios already, if not, you, you know, what packet are they using? Um, are they doing timed turns, timed rounds, you know, all that, which is usually in the document or as said before you even sign up for it or usually when it's announced. So you've got a, you've got a preference like, oh, this is, you know, this is going to be a skirmish level and not, you know, X, Y, Z. And then you build the list and you go for it. Then you practice and you practice and you <laughs> practice. And sometimes you don't get to practice. So you just read your cards so you know what your practice is. Yeah, you should be sick of your list. All your friends should be sick of your list. Yeah. And, and you should know almost second nature what's going to happen, what you're going to do on the first turn. Like, oh, if I draw these five, if I draw this card first turn, I know I'm going to be putting out this, you know, next turn or, you know, so on and so forth. And you're like, yeah. oh, I know I'm going to be cycling this stuff in and out. And with Warcaster, you've got two random variables, not only the dice, but the cards. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why you always see, you know, models on the board that say, hey, I can't remember the name of the model right now. It's top of my head, but lets you store three cards on them. Uh, Master with, Tolkien. Yeah. That's Lucan or whatever his name is. Yeah. And that right there, that's uh, a good thing. Like I'm storing three cards on him. Got, you know, the five in my hand or whatever. 
mm-hmm. and you're good to go. Um, so in, in your competitive list, because I, I hear two schools of thought, is one takes a minimum cipher deck size, so you can cycle through fast. Mm-hmm. The other one takes a maximum cipher deck size, so you've got the most options. Which camp are you in? Um, it depends if I'm playing with a model that allows me to increase my hand size or uh, a model that lets me store cards in it. Uh, True, we got like Raxus. Yes. Who's your size to what, six? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I like to cycle through my deck as quickly as possible because I will play as many cards as I possibly can. So gotcha. I can I can reshuffle and get everything going as much as possible because if I can bring back a super powerful card, you know, every other round roughly, give or take, um, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, and also playing shenanigans. Oh, this model activate, but I'm going to play a card that everything it doesn't have an activation token. So I can hit you twice with this model that really screwed you up. Yeah. Um, I'm playing scenarios. And like I says, there is, I hate to say this, you're building a list to win. You're not building a fluffy list. You're not building a list to look cool or whatever. You're building a list to end your opponent as quickly as possible and get the game done. Right. And you look at it. Can can this list work in round two? Or is it, does it need to build up to round three? You know, whatever. And you're like, okay, if I get this card, I'm pretty much going to have, like if I was playing um, ISA, and I get um, the one that lets you pop a gate out mm-hmm. before you even, you know, pretty much play. I'm like, okay, now I've got a plethora of activations I can do while my opponent is still at two or three. Right. Type thing. Um, so, and that's what you're doing. You're trying to minimize your weaknesses and maximize your strengths, whether it be weapons, cards, models, um, you know, OP solos, characters, you know, you're, you're trying to find every way to annihilate your opponent as quickly and as fast as possible. Which I'd like to point out, I mean, it not, it not only involves a lot of detailed knowledge about your faction, your scenario, and what your rules are. You really have to understand basically all your opponent factions as well. Correct. You got to look over and go, oh, well, this model will nullify my model. You know, yeah. or, you know, if, if this person brings this model, I know how to deal with that model because I've got XYZ model that can shoot it from 800 miles away. Right. So you've got to know the ins and outs of yours and what your opponent um, is going to have or bring, and especially uh, what cards they're going to bring that are specific to their army. Mm-hmm. Um, because they could have something that just really wrecks face, and you're just like, crap. That's one thing that I'm always really, honestly really impressed with with some of the top tournament players at any game is the amount of knowledge and the application of that on the fly that it requires to handle all of these you know, just kind of take on all comers. Like you have to understand yourself and your enemy in essentially every match. Yes. Um, and luckily, like I said, uh, Warcaster is getting a build up. People are playing it more. People are getting into it and tournaments are starting to kick around. So there hasn't been this huge, you know, meta builds or huge meta uh, list yet mm-hmm. uh, that you see with other games. Um, you know, you always take XYZ. 
You know, if you're playing this faction, you only take these things and these things only. So there's a lot of good discussions and a lot of good things. People are like, I don't know if this works. Let's test it out. Which I always think is the best part of any tournament. Uh, in any starting game is everybody's trying everything and trying to figure out what works, figure out what they like, figure out what they do. And then, you know, you can start seeing the, the meta shift about how people are playing. And then you're like, then you're learning about yeah. armies even more. Science. You're doing science. Science. Um, but, you know, and with Warcaster picking up more steam and everything, I'm I'm like all jonesing for it. Uh, I won't be able to play Warcaster at Adepticon, which I'm kind of sad about. I promised I would work on something else um, mm -hmm. with Privateer Press. I don't want to say with Privateer Press, but I want to, um, I'm going to make a big Orgoth um, introduction to people. Oh, uh, cool. So just doing a bunch of Orgoth play and playing a couple of other, playing a different game system there too. But I'm definitely going to be checking in on the Warcaster stuff and checking with Travis. But um, looking forward to see what people are going to be playing, what lists are going to be out there. Uh, I'll probably bring my ISA just so in case somebody wants to play a game. I can, you know, plop that out. Mm -hmm. Since if we made it, no, Adepticon requires 100% painted armies, which I'm okay with. I just don't have what I want painted. Yeah. <laughs> so I just got to take what I have painted. We all know what you really want. Yes, I want to take my AC, um, but can't do that. Yet. Which I have a new paint scheme I'm going to be using with them. So using some good Turbo Dork color shift paints. So ooh, spicy. Yeah, I'm going to do another color shifting. But uh, so I mean, as a tournament player, you're always trying to find that point zero one percent chance that's going to make you better or help you out. Yeah, that slight edge. That slight, slight edge that's going to push you over. But there is one thing that I want to talk about that really is, even though I'm a tournament player, I hate to see it tournaments. And mm -hmm. I think people should reset the narrative on this. If you're a tournament player, don't be a dick. <laughs> and that's the easiest way to put it. Yeah. I, know, I know some tournament players that are a uh, dick the whole time. And I'm like, you don't have to be right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do a flashback to uh Depticon like six or seven years ago. I'm playing in a war machine tournament and I'm playing a list. I was playing Kador and my Kador list was the, uh, rocket spam where you carry three, uh, rockets with your infantry and it, with Vlad. And it was like multiple rerolls, multiple dice, and it was just, it, it was a range list from hell. <laughs> and you just, you just wiped everything out from a distance. And so played it. Uh, second guy I played, um, he had won his first round or a buy or something, but he had hardly ever been in a tournament play. And I could tell that as I was sat down with him and he started asking questions about the list. I'm like, oh, he has no clue the yeah. pain that's coming his way. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Let's let's walk this guy through this. And so before we set up and everything, I says, "This is what my list does. This is how my list works. This is why you know X Y Z. This is the range of my weapons." Because he was asking these questions, and it's an open information game. Right. Don't be a dick and cautiously or casually leave stuff out on purpose. Mm -hmm. You know what they're asking for. Give it to them. Now, if they forget, no big deal. Um, and I told him, and the guy's like, well, shit, so if I get within X distance, you're going to hit me for 
We roll on 46 to hit, 5d6 damage, pow, whatever. And I'm like, yes. He's like, holy crap. <laughs> you see this pile of dice? I'm using all of them. He was like, I don't know how to deal with this. And I go, well, you got to choose your list. I can't tell you what to choose. And I'm not going to tell you what to choose. That's something they have to do. And he's like, well, I'm going to take, you know, I already, I already, I even laid down my card. I'm playing this. I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what list you're playing. I'm going to play this. You choose what you think is best and most effective because you know what my list does. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. And he chose this list. And we played the game. Um, he didn't make it halfway up the table before I killed him to the man. Understandably. Rocket spam. Yeah. Rocket spam. So on and so forth. And he was like, you kicked the ever-living shit out of me, but that was one of the most fun games I've ever had because <laughs> you had a good time. We had a good time. We laughed and joked about it. I'm, I always make sound effects or say stupid stuff, or if you miss a model, like, oh, hi, he dodges, and I'll dance at the freaking table yep. um, type thing. And I he was he does that. Yeah, 100%. I always make weird noises. <laughs> it gets on some people's nerves. I don't care. My game. I'm having fun. Um. And, and the guy was like, I have never been trounced so quickly in my life and so devastating, but I had a blast too. One, he goes, one, I learned something and fuck you, Gonzo. And two, <laughs> uh, jokingly, uh, you know, two, uh, I, I know what to look out for. I know how to be prepared and I know how this handles. And I'm like, okay, then that's good. Uh, he asked me, like, what should I have done different? Um, one of my things that I always do is after a game's done, you know, if they want advice, I wait for them because giving unsolicited advice sometimes is... Is a jerk move, yeah. Yeah, is a jerk move. And sometimes it's with, with good intentions, but if they're, you know, not into it, don't worry about it. And he started asking, and I was like, well, what you, you know, I would have chose a different side. I uh, made sure that I had covering to get up on the board because you were in an open field. You didn't have the covering to get there. Um, you were just, you know, walking out in the open and I could just see you from, you know, 80 miles away. Yeah. Um, I would have, you know, tried using an ambushing unit because an ambushing unit, you know, can get to my back lines before I can deal with it type mm-hmm. stuff. And that's what I'm talking about when I say don't be a dick. You don't have to be a jerk when you play competitively. Now, if you're playing somebody and they say, hey, can I take this back? You can say no. Yeah. And it's an environment where you're almost expected to say no. Correct. But if you say yes, you said yes. Do not expect that in return. (laughs) That's being a dick, though. Yes. If I let you do something and take it back and then you don't let me, I know what type of game we're playing now. Yeah. So as a hypothetical, if, you know, we're going to go back in time and do that same situation. But when the guy says, when it becomes clear that the guy doesn't really know what he's doing and it becomes a thing of like, okay, how much information can I withhold from you to get those gotcha moments? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. It's yeah. Gotcha moments are so horrible. Oh God, they are. Yeah. When when it comes to being on the uh, receiving end of a gotcha, it's it's horrible. And I never want to win that way. I always want to win from a good game, or I want to win, you know, a good tactical battle. I don't want to win by, oops, you forgot this one obscure rule way back from 1982 that lets me win the game. Yeah. 
it, it should be one of those, it's a fair contest of two people and you're just battling your strategies and your dice against each other. Yeah. You know, I'm going to shoot this model. He has stealth. Oh, well, then I'm not going to shoot him. I'm going to shoot him. I'm like, okay, fine. That's, you didn't roll the dice. If you had rolled the dice, it would been a different story. Yeah. Type thing. But um, have fun. You, you can be extremely competitive without being a jerk. And I think that um, a lot of people push that way because they're either A, they want to win, or yeah. B, they want to see their opponent, you know, get crushed under the weight. And I'm going to tell you right now, the worst thing you can do for any game is be a jerk. Yes. Because if that person doesn't come back, you have messed up your gaming meta, you have messed up your stuff, and you are losing a player, and that is the worst thing for any game system to do. It, it's not worth like winning a game to cost you a person. No. Yeah, not even in a tournament setting. No. I mean, you be cordial, you be nice, you know, you 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 state exactly what you're doing too. It's like I'm moving up six inches. You move up six inches. Oh wait, I'm going to move up another inch because I actually move it's eight. I'm going to move up again um, because. You want to do that, but you make sure all your intentions are clear and concise and you let your opponent know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. And what's funny about that is because I, I ended up filming a lot of battle reports that became just a habit I got into. Mm -hmm. And I found it translates really well into in-person games because I'm narrating what I'm doing. The other person doesn't have to ask like, wait, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, because like whenever I'm playing, I'm like, all right, I need to take down that model. I, I, I talk out loud so my opponent knows where I'm coming from mm -hmm. and sees this. And I go, I, I need to kill that model so I can score two points, gain this objective that puts me up to seven. That's my objective for the turn. I'm going to do this, this, you know, and, and go through the actions um, and everything because my opponent sees and knows. Now, when it's his turn, I'm not going to say, well, I, if you do that, I'm going to do this because that's, yeah. you know, that's tactical battle stuff but whenever i'm doing something i'm saying out loud exactly what i'm doing i'm not going uh i just lay this widget down and i move forward did yeah. you run did you walk did you you know do you have weapons i'm like i'm going to advance move up to here drop my models down now they're going to shoot um they're all going to target this unit, or this one's going to target this one. This one's going to, you know, this one's going to target here. Roll the dice, get done. This one's going to target here. Roll the dice, get done. Yeah, I think uh, that level of communication is what it, what keeps it away from a gotcha moment and makes it a this is my strategy against your strategy. Correct. Because I mean, if I if I move up and I do this and I lay down and I've got ready, I'm going to shoot. And the guy goes, "What? Wait a minute! You're within nine inches of me. Um, you have minus one. Fine. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I'm I'm good." That's fine. I'll you know do the minus one or whatever the thing is, but usually I <clears throat> I'm usually like if I go here, is there anything that has something that goes around that can mess me up? Nope. Okay, go here. Mm -hmm. You're asking those questions as you're playing. Yeah. And also tone is very important. <laughs> There's a difference between I'm moving up here, I'm shooting, I'm done. To hey, I'm gonna move up here. Do you have anything? No. Okay. You, you you had nothing to respond to my actions. Okay, I'm going to continue my next action. Yeah. Um, that type of thing. And also, like I said, I make... I went to one tournament, and, I, and it's always a joke. Um, back in Mark IV, I played Grimkin a lot. 
And I always ask people, you know, I would take a model, move it through an area and say, hey, do you want to take a free strike? And they're like, yeah, I'll take a free strike. Okay. And then I play a Grimkin card that says if you killed my model, then, it, you know, bit this big old combo out. Um, yeah. And that's how Grimkin work. And by the end of the convention, people were like, don't ever take a free strike against Gonzo. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like if the DM of the game is like, are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> the answer is no. Yeah. And somebody, somebody actually, while playing in the tournament, uh, I moved a model, and he says, I'm going to take a, I'm a free strike that model. I'm like, okay. And he hit it and killed it. And he's like, oh, crap. I know I shouldn't have done that. I even, they even told me not to do that if I played against you. I'm like, <laughs> well, you did. So yeah. here's the buff. Um, but you, you have fun when you're playing the game. You can still be competitive and have a good time with you and your opponent. And that's something that people need to learn and stress and get down that – if you're having fun with your opponent, your opponent's going to come back. Mm-hmm. There is nothing more devastating to a meta, to a game group, to a local store where one person is a complete jerk every single time they play. And those people quit the game. I've seen yeah. it numerous times. And in the context of like a convention or a tournament, like it's important to remember, like the other people, they also paid money and, took time and all that to come out there and if they just if, if it's just like a just a jerk massacre with you know your air with arrogance and gloating or whatever just being a dick it's very likely they're not going to come back Mm-mm. and that's one more person who's not supporting the convention or the tournament or anything like you don't have to go easy on them just don't be a dick like you said yeah don't go haha you got into my trap twirl your mustache and you know you know be a dick about it you you can be a competitive player and still be nice mm. cordial offering up you know pre-covid um if i knew my i usually you know if, if i knew my opponent was of age i'm like hey you want a beer you know <laughs> nothing i'm trying to get you drunk while we play but <laughs> you know or you know hey you want some candy or you know guns are playing the long game yeah well, I mean, there's also sometimes like also when you sit down, do you have any questions about my list? Do you have yeah. anything you need to ask? I, do you know these models? Do you know what they do? Do you know how they act? You know, so I, I have a friend of mine who plays 40K and when he goes to events, he has a a one page like briefing of just all the things <laughs> that you really should know about his army. Yeah, because I mean, you, you want don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to win, but yeah. everybody also wants to have a good time. While they're mm-hmm. doing it. Because I'll tell like, you, there's many times you go, oh, that guy, yeah, he wins a lot, but he's an asshole. Oh, this yeah. guy, he wins a lot. He's fun as hell to play against. Yeah, it, it's okay to lose, but you don't want to feel like you lost because the other player manipulated you or something like that. You want to feel like you lost because you just lost the game. Correct. Uh, I'm going to give a quick shout out and everything because this, this person's a really good friend of mine. And he's a really good competitive player. And he's always nice. And, of course, he's Canadian. Um, there's my friend of mine, Corey Doyle. He is an extremely good competitive player and, uh, him and I talked and I think it was, it was like before COVID he was super competitive and anytime he lost, he had like major issues and people were like, Hey, you're acting like a jerk. So Mm -hmm. on and so forth. And his wife actually told him, you are not allowed to play war machine and hordes if you're going to act like that because you're an asshole. Wow. And he and, and, and he looked back and he was like, yeah, I was a dick. So we, we laugh. His wife says, you're allowed to play, but for one year you must lose every single game you play. 
<laughs> and you must do it gracefully and you must do it, you know, with the greatest intent of learning how to be a good player again. And so he was in moment, man. That's good. Uh, I mean, he said his wife, who did it and he went, you know, a whole year. I think it was a whole year. I don't know if it was true, but with, you know, losing every single game, not being a jerk, not acting like a jerk. And it made him realize that you can be a competitive player and not be an asshole. And now he's like one of the most fun people to play against. He'll, he'll make sound effects or he'll do stuff and he'll like, Hey, if you, you know, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z on the army type thing. And it's always good to say that because in any gaming community, I don't care if it's Warcaster, War Machine, 40K, Battletech, anything, you will get a rep as that jerk player. And people, Mm -hmm. some people will just walk up table, say they're playing you and go, I give you the win. Bye. (laughs) Because they don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Especially with Warcaster being a, uh, still a very young game. Yeah. Yeah. And also if, you know, you, you, when you, you want to make sure that the other person's having fun. And if you can tell, you can tell when someone's like not having fun yeah. and you're like, Hey, are you okay? Do you need to, you know, or he's like, well, I can't win this. And I'm like, okay, do you want to concede or do you want to talk about it? You know, do you want to, you know, whatever, because guys, we're human beings pushing metal plastic resin dolls around the board, shooting things up. Mm-hmm. or beating things up or whatever. It's not worth mental state. It's not worth losing a player. It's not worth anything. There is nothing in this world that's worth losing, especially in the games that I play, to lose a player. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. If the person's losing, they're just something that they're losing. That's, you know, that's, you can't help that because you're playing the game, but you can always make sure that they're enjoying themselves while they're losing. Right. Um, but that's just like, it's very, it's very disheartening whenever I see very good tournament players just completely do the gotcha or act like a jerk while they're playing. Yeah. When the person really probably knows you and is like, holy crap, I get to play against this player. He's supposed to be really, really good. And then they're like, wow, he was just, or she was a jerk the whole time I played. Yeah, it's like it's still a game. You still want to be a positive experience for everyone. And the fact that you are you are doing the maximum efficiency and trying to destroy their army doesn't mean you're trying to destroy them as a person at the same time. Correct. You can still kick the crap out of me, but do it with tact. Be nice about it. You know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And like I said, one of the big things I've always seen is like, oh, I meant to go 10 instead of 12. Can I move up 12? Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And then someone's like, oh, crap, I meant to move to the left a little bit more. Can I move left? Nope, you already moved there. You stopped. You picked your hand up. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> the type of game we're going to play then. <laughs> so that was, there was a Warhammer 40K group I was in when I was stationed out at Ramstein, and we used to have this joke that all of our games were friendly games until they weren't. Yes. And there was this one moment in almost every game where you could you could feel the atmosphere change. It's like, oh, this is no longer a friendly game. Oh, yeah, yeah. And people around you... We'll feel this. I mean, you're at a tournament. People around you can tell that your game is not a fun game. Yeah. And it's being taken way too seriously. And it does. It radiates through that entire group. Mm-hmm. Um, 
whether it's, you know, multiple judge calls, multiple arguments, multiple, you know, remeasuring. Oh, you, can you measure that again? Can you measure that again? Can you measure that again? Um, are you sure you're within? Check that again for me. Um, okay, but I'm going to do it on your time, not my time. (laughs) (laughs) And these are perfectly okay things to do, but if they start to come up a lot, it's like, this is, it's not a friendly game no more. No. And you can tell when people are using and abusing that rule to their advantage. And you just got to be, you, you got to be cautious. But it also goes um, to like dice rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, tournament play, usually on a clock of some sort, and you're rolling fast. Always, always let your opponent know what you rolled or they could see what you rolled. I prefer the C and letting them know. Yeah, don't roll the dice and then decide afterwards what you just rolled for. Yeah. I mean, roll the dice. Like I got six. Look down at it. Make sure it's equivalent to what it is. Pick it up. Go to the next step. Yeah. Um, there's many a times, um, I saw it in another game system where they would roll 20 dice and they would pick up their hits. Mm, no, you pick up your misses. Yeah. <laughs> so we can see the hits. Yeah. Yes. Um, and stuff and just, you will win a game and win hearts and minds as we call it. If you are very cordial and still kick the crap out of them. Yeah. Because that shows that you, it's your knowledge and your strategy and all that. That's pulling off the win. Correct. Um, there are many a times I've been like, dude, I played that so-and-so and that person was really fun. He kicked the ever living shit out of me, but you know, I had a good time while I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll also hear, I won't play that person ever again because I'll even concede and quit if I get paired up against them because they're just not fun to play against. Yeah. They'll whine, cry, throw dice, uh, not be interactive. Um, argue everything. Argue everything. That's that one of my big things. And, and it goes to the, we remeasure that. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Um, and one thing I want to do, I do want to talk about that if you are having a player that is an issue or someone that, you know, is acting like a jerk or slow playing or anything, don't try to solve the problem. And also, don't bring it up after the fact Mm -hmm. don't bring it up after the tournament well so and so i thought he'd no. you raise your hand and you call for a judge the judge is the impartial third person and uh, i always reference travis marg Uh, he always like just so you know his, his speech every time a tournament says just so you know while that person playing against across from you at the table you've been friends for 20 years at a tournament they're not your friend (laughs) <laughs> and he's not they, saying yeah. that they're you know, they're they're going to be mean and hateful to you. This they're going to interpret something or they're going to say it's this way. You have someone that's an impartial third person come and you know make a ruling or say something. Whether it's slow play or asking you to redo every one of your measurements, you go judge. You know if he tells you to pause the clock, pause the clock or whatever, and you tell them you tell that judge what the issue is. Judge, he's making me remeasure all of my stuff. Everything I remeasure every time I come in. Um, Can you sit here and watch? Am I doing something wrong? Am I going too fast? Or is this person, you know, going the clock? I will never be mad at somebody that says that calls for a judge. Because that means either A, they need clarification, or B, something's going on and we need someone, you know, outside of it. And most of the time, I would say 90% of the time, it's clarification. Yeah. Does this rule work this way? Because this is what we think. 
Yes. Okay. Then we move on. Um, but always check with your judge. Make sure that they're looking at because some people have a reputation and some people are being looked at in tournaments. You know, um, some people are known for cheating. Yeah. And they may either be on watch or removed after this, depending on whatever it is. So, and, yeah. and, and I really hate the, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Your opponent is no longer your buddy. All of a sudden the judge is now your buddy. Yeah. You know, help you out. And actually big shout out to Travis just in general, because that dude is an absolute champ when it comes to being a judge. Oh yeah. There's a reason why he's in charge of the iron gauntlet at warfare weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I hate to say that a lot of this is like a, a negative talk and a negative experience, but it's really not. I've had so many tournaments that went off really well, played with my you know opponent, and we've had a great time. Um, but there's that stereotype of tournament players and tournament mm-hmm. games, and we need to stop that. And here's how you can help fight it. Yeah. Yes. We need to tell these people, hey, I'm doing this, this, this. We're going to play. We're going to have a good time. We're, you know, we're going to go through this and we just need to have a good, you know, we need to play. Um, but we need to equip yourself um, for that in case something comes up. And if you're really not having a good time, don't be a jerk back. Yeah, that's true. Don't be a jerk back. If you're like, hey, I'm really not having fun with this game or you're going to win. How do I end my pain as quickly as possible? <laughs> <laughs> um because you don't want to cheapen their win either. Yeah. Because um, you can see it. Uh, usually you see it a turn or two beforehand. And you're like, crap. Um, also, another thing. If you know you're going to win, don't farm the person. Don't farm the yeah. person for points or destructions or whatever. Win the game and move on. I've seen so many tournament players. They'll farm a player for their points. And everything and find a way just to keep farming them and prolonging their win just so they can get a higher score. Yeah, it's kind of a dick move in my opinion. Mm. Just get your maximum that you can, move on. Yeah. But as that is, I mean, it's, it's a very, I think in wargaming, the whole tournament scene is a very unique environment as can as compared to everything else from your game store to your garage to your casual play correct it just the game it, it's got a different it's almost a different game when it starts being competitive it, it, it does it takes on um there's a reason why i like competitive play i like very clean precise know what i'm playing mm-hmm. and i know that in my opinion i feel my opponent is going to do the same type thing and it's going to be a good competitive environment when i go to play like I'm going to play in the casual events uh, or the narrative events at uh, Adepticon for War Machine, I'm not expecting someone to be 100% precise, you know, know all the rules 100%, you know, not make a mistake, so on and so forth. Yeah. But I'm expecting that. I'm expecting also people to make stupid sound effects when they're playing because it's a narrative (laughs) event. Or like, ah, as they pick up a bottle and walk away. Yeah, um, relax a bit. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to play a tournament play, make sure you know what you have, what you're doing, what you're expected. Don't be a dick. Ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is better to lose a game and keep a player than to win a game and remove two or three players in the process. 
Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, with all the tournament events and champions and all this stuff coming up and people trying to get qualifying points or, you know, be that person, there are a lot of good tournament players that are not jerks, but they're still fun to play against, but will kick the ever-living crap out of you. Yeah, so try to be one of those people. Yeah. Try to be one of those. And um, try to try to try to be the good ambassador for the game, no matter what. That's that's the key is be a good ambassador. And once it's over, check in, make sure everything's cool. Um, and then they're like, well, man, I don't know what I could have done to stop that. And then that opens up the conversation of, yeah. well, hey, why didn't you take, you know, this model? I don't know what that model does. I says, OK, well, this is the reason why you should have taken it. And this model does this and screws this unit over. Or, you know, when you went for this instead of did that type thing, uh, that could have helped. Or they could have been like, I really didn't understand how that mechanic of your army worked. I'm like, okay, got it. Now you know. Well, you know. No one's yeah. after the battle. <laughs> G.I. No, better not get copyrighted on that one. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Gonzo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I mean... Practice. Uh, ask tournament players. I, I will tell you, ninety-nine percent of the tournament players, you go up and talk, talk to them, and ask them questions about armies and ask them questions about stuff. They're more than willing to help you out. Yeah, they're more than willing to sit down, hang out, have a good conversation, um, go over your list. You're like, if you're like, hey, I really want to get better at X game, how can I improve my list, or how can I, you know, what what do you think I need to, you know, to do? If that's what you're looking for. If you're not, don't worry. But if yeah. you're looking to do that, they're more than welcome to sit with you and go, hey, I would have taken this over that because of this reason. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to tell you right now, it, 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 tournament players don't care about looks and models for the most part. <laughs> if they look cool, great. I will. I always joke anytime I play like an MMO or a video game. I'm like, I don't care. If I'm if the two best games or you know, deflated balloons, I'm going to use the deflated balloons as weapons. And I have a friend like, no, I can't do that because it looks stupid. And I'm like, that's the difference. <laughs> you're, the, you're that guy running around in like a bathrobe, a suit of armor, and a bunny helmet. Yeah. Uh, you know. stats are good. Yeah. I don't care what it looks like. Don't care anything about it. I will use the best equipment and the best models I can. I can respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I can change the appearance of models, yeah, it's a different story. But... <laughs> Um, you're always looking for it. Um, you're always looking for those combos, always looking for everything going in there. Um, but be, and this goes for every game in any place, whether it's narrative or it's competitive, be a good ambassador. Yeah. Hang out before you even set down the, your, your models. If it's someone you've never played against. Talk to them. Say, hey, my name's so-and-so. Give them a little bit of information. Get to know who you're playing. Oh, hey, this is my first time in a tournament. Oh, cool. I've been to Adepcon, you know, 10 years, and I have a good time. What's your favorite part of it, you know? Do you play any other games? Um, so on and so forth. Get get to know who you're playing against, because that's more than just walking up, shake hand. All right, I'm going to choose this army. I'm going to choose this army. Roll dice and done. Mm-hmm. It's still inherently a social game. Oh, 100%. The social part of the game, there's a reason why I always walk up and, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm so-and-so, shake hands or whatever is appropriate, you know, um, you know, and, and build that little conversation up. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you build that conversation up, you're going to have a better game, especially if you do something 
accidentally cheating, which is mean you read a stat wrong or did something and they're like, oh, no big deal. Let's just reverse it and do it. And I'm like, okay. Um, and they're going to be more understanding because you've built this social contract is what we call it between yeah. you and that person. You've talked to them, you've introduced yourself, you've gotten a little bit of knowledge on them. You know, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I wait. Didn't I hear you on war dice or didn't I hear you on more than dice or didn't, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> which you is weird. Podcast, I have a podcast, which has been very weird. Still. I still get that. Anytime I go to Adepticon, they're like, your voice sounds familiar. And I'm like, really? It's like, do you, are you on? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then, you know, it builds a little thing. Not everybody gets that, but it, it feels weird to be recognized on some things like that still. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I mean, you, you'll get that because then you'll come up and you'll, you talk with this person because how many times have you been playing with somebody and their friend comes up to watch their game? Yeah. And you're like, Oh, Hey, is this your friend? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Then you introduce yourself to that person also. And then they're like, then when you get done, the opponent you're playing in is if you, if you try something, goes, he kicked the shit out of me, but it was fun. He goes, no, I saw it. You got your butt stomped. <laughs> <laughs> It or was it was witnessed. Um, but be a good ambassador. Get to know the person you're playing. You know, n know what your stuff is and just have a good time. Um, yeah. It's not much more that you can do. You can't control people's emotions, but you can always buffer them with being a good ambassador. Yeah, you are half the experience. Yep. So, uh, guys, if you have questions or concerns or want to talk about this anymore, you're always welcome to talk to anybody about this. Um, or, you know, if you like tips or tricks on how to be a better player, period, uh, whether it's the social aspect or it's the um, tournament aspect, we're always welcome, willing and welcome to do this. Also, if you have like a conversation that you want to have or you want to join and hang out with us one time and talk about something, we're more than welcome to it. Mm -hmm. um, we, we love... We love that the community is building and getting better. Uh, and uh, there's other podcasts that are out there. Um, Jonathan, you know more of them than I do. Who are some other uh, Warcaster podcasts we need to talk about? Uh, the big Warcaster thing, honestly, is uh, Arcane Synthesis. I will always give those guys a big shout out. They put out stuff on the Warcaster Discord and the Facebook. It's like a new article every week. It's a new, new person doing them. They've got a cadre of like, seven or eight people myself included who all contribute content and all that and it's all sorts of stuff it's, it's just whatever topic comes up that week so definitely definitely good guys check them out arcane synthesis on the facebook group which is good it, it having more people write about more stuff is always good i don't care what anybody says always bring more people into writing content or bringing materials uh and hanging out and doing things it's always good to um build a community like that like there's no such thing as too many podcasts you just find the ones you like and listen to but let them create their content um hopefully more people will start doing um stuff like this or providing material or more people joining arcane census so they can have cool stuff but um it's better to have more people than less people yes every bit of content in the community means the community is growing correct Always bring more people in. Don't push people out. Unless they're a dick. <laughs> but that's a whole nother show to do. <laughs> that's a whole nother show. Um, guys, uh, if you see me at Adepticon, um, say hi. Um, if you want to hang out, just let me know. 
Uh, if you have questions, whether it's anything, let me know. Um, you can always find me. I'm usually wearing shorts in the middle of winter and uh, usually funky shoes. And if you don't know me, ask me. I'll send you a picture of me. It'll be an ugly picture, but it'll be a picture of me. And you can, you know, that way you can know who I am and we can hang out. I'll have to put out a bounty on selfies with Gonzo. Ooh, that would be really good. <laughs> I'll do Stay it. Stay tuned. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Not the first time I've done that before. Um, and also, if you're going to Boker Brawl and you see Jonathan, go up and say hi. Um, you know, ask questions. He, he he may pick his nose while you're asking, but he'll you know at least answer your questions. I'll be sure not to pick your nose while I while I think about it because that's just rude. <laughs> it is rude unless I ask you to, and then you have permission to. Yeah, you gotta draw the line somewhere, Gonzo. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate anything. Um, we'll have more content. Give us a, like I said, we'll do everything every other week. Uh, give you some information. Um, like I said, uh, Adepticon is less than a month away now, I think. Yeah, it's coming uh, up. Yeah, roughly around a month away. So make sure you check out. If you can't go, I'm sorry. If you can go, one of my favorite conventions to go to. Um, very nice. Great miniature convention. Um, and like I said, if you see me there, say hi. We'll hang out. Jonathan, you got anything? I'm good. Let's get out of here with that cool music. <laughs>